And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. From an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. You can listen on demand anytime on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, or Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Get in touch with the show. Email me at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. I make an effort to answer all of your emails and phone calls. procedure after a campaign event yesterday. His campaign now saying that he experienced chest discomfort after the event and testing found that he had a blockage in an artery. In a statement from his campaign, they say, quote, Senator Sanders is conversing and in good spirits. He will be resting up over the next few days. We are canceling his events and appearances until further notice, and we will continue to provide appropriate updates. Our best to him as he recovers. And my best, uh, Bernie Sanders, for a quick recovery as well. Um, I suppose that he will be traveling to Canada or Finland or maybe even Venezuela to get his medical care because he is, uh, he's, you know, uh, been so critical of, uh, the American healthcare system. Uh, surely he would not avail himself of that. He'll probably, uh, I think he was in New Hampshire at the time. So he's not far from the Canadian border. Probably he will, uh, he'll go up there and, uh, and get in the queue Maybe they can get to him in the next few months or so before he actually kicks the bucket. Well, this is an interesting development, actually, in the uh, in the presidential race because it highlights the fact uh, that Bernie Sanders, actually, I think Joe Biden may be older than Bernie Sanders, but uh, you know, Bernie Sanders is is approaching eighty years old, and. Uh, <laughs> And you're going to have health care issues, and then and the, the Democrats are desperate, feverish, just obsessed. They've got to beat Donald Trump. And old Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, having to cancel all of his campaign events because he's got a bad ticker and having to have heart surgery at his advanced age is going to give uh, his supporters some pause, and they may uh, they may go over to uh, Elizabeth Focahontas Warren. I think she's uh, probably four or five years younger than Bernie. She's spry, though. Uh, you know, actually, Trump's in his seventies too. But there's, uh, you know, there's seventy, and then there's seventy, and uh, Trump and Elizabeth Warren are both uh, very energetic seventy-year-olds. But uh, all the best for a quick recovery to Bernie. It's going to be interesting to see what effect this has already. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was surging and, uh, and I think she's in a dead heat with Joe Biden now. So if she picks up a few points from Bernie, then, uh, she will indeed, uh, take a commanding lead on old Joe Biden. Who's got problems of his own. And we're going to get to those later in the show. You know, I just finished my taxes. Uh, I, I often do my taxes late because, I can't get things together and I can't figure things out. And I had some tax issues, so I filed an extension and now they're due on October 15th. So I just 
got done with them. And I can tell you uh, that this talk, this um, mythology that the Democrats have been fairly successful in forwarding that um, the tax reform bill only benefited the rich is a bunch of hooey. Now, this is the second year I've done my taxes under these tax reforms, but I had sort of forgotten just how uh, how how great these reforms are. First and foremost, they eliminate the need for probably 95% of people to uh, to do their deductions, their their uh, what is it? Schedules? No, Schedule C's of business. Um, I, I can't remember the schedule, but uh, you know whichever schedule that you have to go through and dig out all your receipts and document it all and figure up your deductions and everything. All of that goes away because they raised the personal uh, deduction for a married couple to twenty four thousand dollars, which is way more, probably double maybe even more than double of the uh, personal deductions I had received in the past. So saved a lot of money on taxes and saved a whole bunch of time and headache going through that, uh, 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 documenting all those uh, of those uh, deductions. On top of that, the tax rate went down several points. Now I know that people in the upper income brackets got a, got a tax cut. Uh, they pay the vast majority of the taxes. I, I wish we had a country where uh, work was better rewarded, and I do support the union movement in, a, in order to try to get a better deal for working people, but I don't begrudge uh, job makers and wealth creators uh, getting rich. And the last thing I would want is, or any of these plans being offered by the Democrat candidates who want to do this wealth tax. First of all, that is a wealth tax is another way of saying confiscation. It is unconstitutional. You can't just decide how much somebody's worth and seize their property without any sort of due process. I don't care if you call it a tax or not. The income tax is legal because they they uh, put in an amendment to the constitution. Somebody, uh, somebody send me an email and tell me which one that was. I think it may have been the 15th amendment, but, uh, when they put it in, it was promised. It was in order to fund, I think it was world war II. Uh, they promised that it would only affect the richest people. And that would only be one or 2%. We see how well they kept those promises. It was just a very short period of time before, uh, they expanded this income tax to hit everybody. And if they are successful in getting through Elizabeth Warren or Bernie, tax, uh, Bernie Sanders wealth tax, Elizabeth says it's just going to be 2%, but Bernie, Bernie's admitting already that it's going to be 8%. By the time these Marxists got through with it, I can guarantee you it would be approaching 50%. They would wipe out uh, a lot of the wealth in this country and, uh, and remove the incentive for people to try to aspire to get wealthy. The main uh, result of the tax reform was the lowering in the corporate income tax rates, and that was desperately needed because the United States had some of the highest corporate income tax rates in the country in the world. Now I know that most of them didn't pay that because there were uh, ample loopholes for them them to avoid it. But the idea is to have a fair tax rate and eliminate the loopholes. 
And that's what they did. And a lot of money has now, um, and um, capital has flowed back into the country and created thousands of jobs that we see the evidence of in these historically low unemployment rates. So uh, thank God for that tax cut. Uh, I think the the part of it uh, that uh, dealt with the individual rates is due to expire in 2025. Now, if the Republicans had any sense, and sometimes I really wonder if they do, they would be hammering the Democrats to uh, make those tax rates permanent. The Democrats couldn't go along with it, and it would be another illustration of just how greedy the government has become. Another thing I need to say about this this income tax reform, just like Ronald Reagan said and, and John F. Kennedy before him, when they lowered the tax rates, they increased the economic activity and they increased the revenue to the federal government. So when they cut taxes, it didn't cost the federal government any money. They got more money. But lo and behold, they spent even more than the increase that they got, which they always do. The problem is not revenue. It's spending by these out-of-control politicians in Washington, Democrat and Republican. And I think the only way that we're ever going to get out of this mess is to get a a line-item veto for the executive branch. That, too, will require a constitutional amendment. But uh, send me an email, shoot me, uh, shoot me a, a message on Twitter or Facebook, and let me know uh, what you think of this uh, new tax reform. And uh, if you didn't enjoy not having to fill out that, I think it is a Schedule C um, to document all of your deductions. Well, it has come out now that, yes, indeed, uh, the Intelligence Community Inspector General's Office of Whistleblower did in fact change the uh, the whistleblower form so that it removed the requirement that uh, the so-called whistleblower have any firsthand knowledge of the things that he was complaining about. And we know that, yes, indeed, every uh, nearly every substantive point, every material allegation contained in this whistleblower complaint turned out to be false. They were counting on Donald Trump refusing uh, to release the actual record of the call so that they could uh, characterize uh, the allegations made in the whistleblower complaint as true. And he he really uh, messed up their strategy when he went ahead and released this because there is nothing. No matter how feverishly they try to characterize this as a quid pro quo, there is nothing in that call that in any way uh, justifies their allegations that Trump was trying to get the Ukraine to interfere in the election. It is not getting Ukraine to interfere in the election if you're asking about actual prima facie wrongdoing on behalf of the for- a former vice president of the United States who, by the way, was knee-deep in the spying and undercover operatives and all of the other dirty tricks that the Obama administration and the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign were up to. So they've admitted now that they did indeed alter these forms. The Federalist, Sean Davis, uh, reported this last week, and then by Friday, the uh, Washington Post and the New York Times and all of their uh, lesser 
mouthpieces were pursuing their propaganda, saying that it, it wasn't true, that, that uh, Sean Davis's reporting was wrong. But, in fact, the IG has released a press release and admitted that, yes, they did it, and they did it after this whistleblower complaint came forward, and that the very first uh, complaint that the whistleblower put in was on the old form that required firsthand knowledge. So apparently they kicked it back, changed the form, gave him the new form, and he filled those out, and they uh, and they uh, accepted it and sent it on up to Congress. There's every reason to believe that uh, Adam Schiff already had a copy of it by the time uh, this whole story broke and that he may have, in fact, been coordinating with this so-called whistleblower. I, I, You can't convince me otherwise. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and the uh, the Democrats' fevered efforts at tr- at getting Trump. Stick with us. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. These building only plus a twenty dollars processing fee. Savings plans are not insured. Savings will vary by provider, plans, and zip code. with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. So, if you haven't figured it out, what the Democrats are up to is trying to stop Bob Barr from getting to the bottom of the Russia Gate hoax, the Spy Gate hoax, I should say, and um, it's being coordinated by the deep state. At the CIA, this whistleblower is a CIA analyst. He's a spook is what he is. And, uh, and it's being coordinated by the CIA in order to try to um, knock Barr off of this case and from getting to the bottom of the Spygate scandal. And the newest uh, coverage in the left-wing media is, oh, Barr must recuse himself. We've, we need to, uh, Barr must resign. They're desperate to get him off. Here is a Democrat representative Jerry Connolly calling for Barr's resignation. This is unprecedented. The Attorney General of the United States investigating a special prosecutor who reported to him and the origins of his special report. Um, you know, that, that's unheard of and it's improper. And quite frankly, I think the Attorney General needs to resign. Unheard of, unprecedented. Needs to resign, except for he's not investigating Robert Mueller, you dope. He's investigating um, James Comey, Jim Clapper, John Brennan, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe. Mueller did not have a mandate to investigate 
the wrongdoing on behalf of the Obama administration. He had a mandate to investigate whether Donald Trump had engaged in collusion. And he found out that, that no, he didn't. And so all of these FISA warrants and these undercover operatives that uh, infiltrated the Trump campaign and these entrapment schemes, all of it was without a predicate, the word Bill Barr liked to use when he was uh, uh, getting confirmed by Congress. Was there a predicate? And if there wasn't, who started this and why? I can tell you the answer. It was uh, John Brennan, probably almost certainly under the direction of the White House, because I doubt John Brennan would have done that without it. But, you know, none of this should come as a surprise because it was shortly, uh, not only during uh, the confirmation that Barr said he was going to get to the bottom of this, and they've probably been planning this this uh, attempted coup ever since. But Trump himself said so shortly after Barr was confirmed. The attorney general is one of the most respected people in this country, and he has been for a long period of time. He is going to look at a lot of documents. Some he might find interesting. Maybe he'll find none interesting. But for over a year, people have asked me to declassify. So what I've done is I've declassified everything. He can look. And I hope he looks at the UK, and I hope he looks at Australia, and I hope he looks at Ukraine. I hope he looks at everything, because there was a hoax that was perpetrated on our country. It's the greatest hoax. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's the greatest hoax probably in the history of our country, and somebody has to get to the bottom of it. We'll see. I think there's a very good case to make that this is the greatest political scandal that this uh, this government has ever experienced. Uh, Watergate did not rise to the level of the Obama administration's wrongdoing in 2016, not even close. Um, I think what, what was uh, uh, certainly Bill Clinton's dalliance with a, uh, a White House intern half his age didn't rise to this level. The other impeachment was um, Andrew Johnson after World War II because, uh, or after the Civil War. <laughs> I, I'm not certain of the uh, specifics of that. They're also trying to uh, get Pompeo. Pompeo was on the call. He knew that this call took place. Yeah, because Pompeo is Secretary of State, and this was a, 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 a call between two of the leaders of uh, those uh, the United States and Ukraine, so it was appropriate for Pompeo to be on the call, and there was nothing wrong with the call. I was on the phone call. Uh, the phone call was in the context of now, I guess I've been the Secretary of State for uh, coming on a year and a half. Um, I know precisely what the American policy is with respect to Ukraine. It's been remarkably consistent, uh, and we will continue to try to drive those set of outcomes. Those set of outcomes, and what he means by that is getting to the bottom of the Spygate scandal. And we we most certainly demand that we get to the bottom of this. And if there was wrongdoing, as I'm convinced there was, then people need to be held accountable. Nobody is above the law. You know, that's what uh, Nancy Pelosi is always running around spouting. Nobody is above the law. He must be held accountable. Well, we need to start using that same phrase for old uh, Joe Biden. Nobody's above the law. He must be held accountable. He's basically disappeared off the campaign trail because he doesn't want to be ambushed 
by one of these reporters that might actually ask him the basic question, did, in fact, you know that your son, Hunter, was under investigation by the Ukrainian prosecutor when you demanded that that prosecutor be fired on pain of losing a billion dollars in badly needed aid? Why we're giving a billion dollars to Ukraine is beyond me to begin with, but the question ought to be asked. Did you know that when you took Hunter Biden over to China with you on Air Force Two, that while you were negotiating critical state issues with your Chinese counterpart, your son was over meeting with the Bank of China and getting commitments for $1.5 billion for a fledgling, unqualified uh, boutique a venture capital firm? That'd be a good question to ask. I might like to know the answer. <laughs> But you know what really drives me crazy about this whole effort is that it is a CIA agent that is coordinating this coup. And that's what it is. The president's calling it a coup. Uh, he's absolutely right. The, the people in the media are just losing their minds that he's using that word coup. Peter Navarro was on one of the shows. He's, a, he's one of the made tra- trained, uh, made main trade negotiators. He's a, he's a brilliant guy and is doing a good job but he uh he called it what it is nothing less than an attempted coup d'etat and end run around the ballot box and i see all these polls out there here's like the poll question maybe fox can do a poll on this it's it's to the american people should the impeachment process be used to depose a duly elected president when they can't beat him at the ballot box? they can't beat him out of at the ballot box and they're desperate they know that the those uh programs, those policies that the, their candidates are pushing are going to be a, a, a dud with the voters. But we've got a CIA agent buried into the deep state, hiding behind anonymity, who was spying on the Trump campaign. And the CIA is very good at one thing. They're not, they're not good at much. They weren't very good at you know getting Osama bin Laden. That took them a decade. They weren't very good at stopping 9-11 despite all of the warnings they had. They didn't know the USSR was going to collapse. They thought there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They messed up at the Bay of Pigs. I could go on and on, but they are good at one thing. They're good at engineering coups. They engineered coups in dozens of countries in the last hundred years, including Iran and Chile and Brazil and the Dominican Republic and the Congo and Oh, by the way, Ukraine, the duly elected president of the Ukraine was toppled in a coup that was engineered by the State Department under Hillary Clinton and the CIA. Do you know who is the, what country is the number one contributor to Hillary Clinton's uh, foundation or was before she, while she was still running it and assumed to be pre, uh, the presumptive president of the United States. Was it uh, Saudi Arabia or, or one of the European countries? No, it was little Ukraine. Ukrainian oligarchs after this coup that was engineered by Hillary Clinton and, and her counterparts in the government donated over $100 million to the Clinton Foundation. 
This is a poor country, one of the poorest countries in Europe that was in desperate financial straits. There was a hotbed of corruption where these oligarchs were seizing state-owned assets and, and turning them to their own use, just like they did after the Soviet Union fell. Yeah, there's a lot to get to here. And Bill Barr is going to be a hero if he gets to the bottom of this and actually gets um, some people to be held accountable. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to cover a little bit of other news, and then we're going to wrap up this whole impeachment uh, daily briefing for you right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Stick with us. you're back on right now with Jim Dawes, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective on the Mojo 5 radio network. So the Democrats were running around demanding already that Trump release more phone calls. We got to hear what the call, what was said with Trump and the, the Australian president. And we got to hear what he said on the phone with the president of the United Kingdom, uh, the prime minister. So, you know, you, you might remember right after Donald Trump was sworn into office, in fact, they did leak the deep state, his early phone calls with the president of Australia and the president of Mexico. I think it's a prime minister in Australia as well. And shortly after that, the the, uh, the administration realized what a problem it had with leaks. It wasn't just those leaks. It was um, the CIA and the FBI that were leaking like a sieve with these deep state rats running around trying to undermine the new president uh, with their, their um, mouthpieces in the media at the New York Times and Washington Post. And so the administration instituted new programs uh, where they were going to keep these calls with foreign leaders on a more secure system. And that, apparently, according to the whistleblower, was an attempt to hide this call with the Ukrainian leader. It was totally ginned up. There was nothing to it whatsoever. And Fred Flights, a former um, intelligence officer himself, who has done some excellent reporting on this, has got a thread on Twitter that you ought to read. He's at Fred Flights, F-L-E-I-T-Z saying this article proves that the CIA whistleblower's claims about procedures to safeguard transcripts of the president's phone calls with foreign officials is false. The Trump White House upgraded the security of the National Security Council's top-secret code word system in the spring of 2018, according to two former Trump White House officials familiar with the matter. So we now know that this did not occur after the transcript of the Ukrainian call was written up, as the whistleblower had alleged. So almost everything in that complaint turns out to be false. And by the time that old Adam Schiff convened his House Intelligence Committee, and Adam Schiff has no business whatsoever heading up that committee, he is 
obviously, um, mentally unstable one, thoroughly dishonest two, and uh, just possessed of Trump derangement syndrome so bad that he can't possibly be any sort of objective arbiter on these matters. I played you a clip yesterday where he was trying to, uh, he fell for a prank. A couple of Russians claiming to be Ukrainian government officials were saying that they had photographs of naked Trump and he was trying to get them. Jim Jordan, for one, you know, you could probably count the Republicans in Congress, both the House and the Senate, that are really fighting back against this Democrat mob on two hands. There's probably about 10 of them. The same ones every time are the ones that are taking the fire and, uh, and pushing back. But Jim Jordan is, is saying that uh, Adam Schiff absolutely cannot be the one to head this effort. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi putting Adam Schiff in charge of this impeachment inquiry is exactly what Jim Comey did when he put Peter Strzok in charge of the Trump-Russia investigation. Someone as biased as Adam Schiff, even Democrats would agree, Peter Strzok should have never been running that investigation. Never should have been. Michael Horowitz said he never should have been running that investigation. He's the one who said, don't worry, Lisa, we'll stop Trump. Nancy Pelosi is doing the same thing with putting Adam Schiff in charge of this investigation. So the president is right. They've already made a determination. They don't care about the facts. They don't care about the truth and the american people see through it oh there's there's no uh, pretense anymore that this is an objective search for the facts they make up facts adam schiff himself uh so disappointed with the actual uh record of this phone call just made up out of thin air a, a narrative to fit his uh, his allegations and as this possess, uh, progresses, the the Democrats seem to become m- more and more unhinged, if that is possible. And you had this uh, this idiot Michael Moore, who took time away from you know uh, eating, I guess, to uh, to declare that oh the Democrats can't stop now; they've got to go full speed ahead. And the Democrats, God, I hope they, yes, uh, Trump is on the run. They need to chase him down. They they should not pull back now. Trump is on the run. They should chase him down. Well, they're not going to be doing it with the help of old Michael Moore. I guarantee you that. (laughs) I remember after that, uh, that, uh, that New York City, uh, guy that owned all of the gems up there. Uh, was revealed to be holding a fundraiser for Trump. Michael Moore said that he was quitting his gym in protest. <laughs> Michael Moore belongs to a gym. <laughs> that gym should be put out of business. And one of the, the tactics that the Democrats are running here is they didn't bother to take a um, a vote on the impeachment. And normally when the House proceeds with an impeachment, they take a vote and they assign it to a particular committee to investigate. Well, old uh, Pelosi has just blown right past that, and she's assigned no fewer than six different committees to uh, to, uh, pursue these impeachment charges. And it's designed to do one thing and one thing only, to wear down this president, to, well, to conduct a coup. It is a uh, a coup. They're not governing. They're not trying to pass legislation. 
they have, since even before this president took office, been trying to impeach him. They're running out of time. Mueller's report didn't pay off the way they they believed and hoped it would. Well, they didn't believe it, but they thought that Mueller was going to frame Trump. And now they're just having to take whatever they've got to work with. And, and what they've got to work with is this bogus whistle, whistleblower campaign complaint. They're going to talk about this for the next year. And as we dig deeper and deeper into this and Barr starts uh, to uncover how the Spygate scandal got started, it is going to blow back on them big time. Maxine Waters is one of the heads of one of these committees. She she, (laughs) She handles the banking committee. Maxine Waters is chair of the Banking and Financial Services Committee in the House of Representatives, if you can believe that. Doesn't have walking around since. She's out there totally unhinged. I want to read something you said today to get a fuller understanding. You said, with regard to Donald Trump, he's using mob language. He's implying people should be killed for whistleblowing. Impeachment's not good enough for Trump. He needs to be imprisoned and placed in solitary confinement. But for now, impeachment is the imperative. That's Um, right. I asked That's you right. Tonight, are, That's are right. Are you speaking literally? Uh, and do you have any concern you're prejudging the House impeachment and Senate trial process by declaring he should be, I, I guess, convicted and, and held in solitary? No, not really. Uh, uh, as you uh, said, uh, uh, I said impeachment is the imperative. I did express myself in ways to show how terrible I think he is and how he really should be punished. But, of course, impeachment is what we're focused on right now. We're going to impeach him. Now, this is the chair of one of the committees that is actually going to engage in this uh, this farcical effort for the Democrats. Obviously, she is not an objective finder of fact. She's made up her mind going in. Now she's got her case. She just wants to go about proving it. And in the meantime, she wants to throw Donald Trump in jail, and that's not bad enough. She wants to put him in solitary confinement. And here's one of her Democrat cohorts defending what she had to say. Yeah, look, I have a lot of respect for Maxine Waters. That's all you need to know. I got a lot of respect for Maxine Waters. She's a pure and perfect idiot. I have a lot of respect for Maxine Waters, and uh, she's a very passionate person and has felt, for, oh, felt very strongly for a long time that the president has broken the law. Um, and so you see, those, you see that in her words. Yeah, but she never has actually cited an example of him breaking the law, except for in her fevered conspiracy theory brow. This is the same Maxine Waters that uh, very early on in the Trump campaign or the Trump administration got caught on videotape inciting violence. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. You're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Maybe she would welcome them in jail and solitary confinement. But as a matter of fact, that incitement and others from the Democrats, the unhinged Democrats, did have an effect. It got people assaulted. It got people run out of restaurants. It got people doxxed. It got people fired from their jobs. 
because see the Democrats didn't uh, didn't approve of the president the voters elected in 2016. So it was time to go Mad Max, and Mad Maxine is just the one to do it. So what else is going on? Oh, over at the Washington Post, very interesting piece. They have put together a whole um, montage of articles praising Jamal Khashoggi, the murdered uh, Saudi Arabian that was murdered and dismembered apparently by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and that Saudi embassy in Istanbul. So the the article's titled, A Missing Voice, A Growing Chorus, and it is some of the most sickening stuff you've ever read. They are trying mightily over there at the Washington Post to confer some sort of virtue, approaching sainthood status on this guy, who was basically just their in-house PR flack for the Muslim Brotherhood, a terrorist organization. Now I didn't I, I don't condone what the uh the Saudi Arabians did to this guy, but nor do I mourn his passing, live by the sword, die by the sword. He was a long supporter of terrorist activities by the Muslim Brotherhood. But the really interesting thing is this same Washington Post continues to show almost zero interest at all in the assassination of DNC IT staffer Seth Rich. Now, this happened right in their own backyard on a Washington street. While this DNC staffer walked home shortly after the Hillary Clinton uh, DNC emails uh, were uh, downloaded by WikiLeaks, and Seth Rich had access to those emails. And you got William Benny out there, of course. I have to say this stuff sometimes just to repeat myself so that the people that are just getting up to speed know where we're all at. William Benny, the guy that set up the uh, government's surveillance system, said that... Uh, it was physically impossible for those emails to have been hacked as uh, CrowdStrike claims and the FBI just took their word for that it had to have been downloaded on site, a leak, not a hack. And then shortly after that, Seth Rich comes up assassinated. You notice that despite the fact that there's been a $120,000 reward out there for months and months, that no leads have come forward on this supposed mugging gone bad where they left him with all his money, his watches, his cell phone, everything else. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. 
Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. So two of my favorite people, Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton, were out on uh, the book promotion tour, appearing together and uh, answering questions about, you know, the Trump impeachment and other things. They've got a book called something about uh, the the gutsy women in history. And, uh, of course, Hillary Clinton's trying to portray herself as one of these gutsy women, uh, despite the fact that she was thoroughly corrupt and has never, you know, done anything much uh, to... Uh, be called gutsy in her life. And, uh, and of course, she weighed in uh, on uh, Trump. She decided he's guilty, but we can't jump to any conclusions. Do you have concerns that the Democrats may be overreaching on this? We don't um, uh, have concerns about that because I think the evidence concerning Ukraine is so dramatic and irrefutable because it came right out of the White House. So let the impeachment inquiry proceed. I know that they will do a thoughtful, thorough job. Nobody should jump to any conclusions. Nobody should jump to any conclusions, but you know who should get off their dead ass and start investigating exactly what went on in the Ukraine when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State is old Richard Burr over there at the Senate Intelligence Committee. What are they doing over there? It's it's like they've got Stockholm Syndrome or or they're asleep at the wheel. And Richard Burr is one of the most pathetic figures in this whole uh, Russiagate, Spygate affair. He would basically just open up these uh, these hearings when all of this was going down, declare the whole thing to be a bipartisan effort where they wanted to get to the bottom of it, make all of these uh, you know concessionary statements. Then he would turn it over to Mark Warner of Virginia, and Mark Warner would just spend the next uh, well, his, his whole opening statement, spinning lies and innuendo and, uh, and doing anything but being bipartisan. So why, why don't, uh, Burr and, and Lindsey Graham get off their dead butts and investigate? I'm trying to remember if I played this clip for you from Lindsey Graham. Let me start it and see if it, uh, it, uh, jogs my memory. This New York Times article is an effort to stop Barr from looking at how this whole thing began in 2016 regarding the Trump campaign. What are they afraid of? What are they this afraid really of? This bothers me a lot that the left is going to try to say there's something wrong with Barr talking to Australia 
Italy and the United Kingdom. If you're worried about foreign people being involved in our elections, then you ought to be worried about Christopher Steele being hired by the Democratic Party. And here's my question. Is this whistleblower, whoever he or she may be, do they have any connection to the intelligence community, the old intelligence community that was corrupt as hell? There are CIA agents out there risking their lives, they're American patriots, but Brennan and Clapper? I am hoping and praying that somebody will look at the way the counterintelligence investigation against the Trump campaign began. He's hoping and praying. Well, how about Jim Comey over there at uh, the FBI under the Department of Justice? You are now head of the House Judiciary or the Senate Judiciary Committee. How about you get off your dead ass and start investigating? If you start pulling at the threads of Jim, Co- uh, Jim Comey's actions, involvement in all of this, I guarantee you it will lead right to John Brennan. You can start by calling Felix Sater and asking if he was uh, working as an undercover agent for the FBI or the CIA. That would be a good place to start. Lindsey Graham hopes somebody gets to the bottom of this. How about you do it, man? Why don't you call your fellow Carolinian, Richard Burr, over there at the Senate Intelligence Committee and tell him to get off his dead butt, too? They asked Hillary Clinton what was the the most gutsy decision she had ever made in her life. Ask you, what's yeah. the gutsiest thing you've ever done? Ah, boy, I think the gutsiest thing I ever done. Well, personally, make the decision to stay in my marriage. <laughs> so the gutsy thing wasn't to leave the guy that she rode uh, to uh, being a senator and uh, secretary of state and almost president of the United States. The gutsy thing was staying with him. Because she she knew who he was all along. This had been going on for years. I think they had a tacit agreement. I think it was a marriage of uh, convenience. You know who else doesn't see any reason to investigate uh, Joe Biden's activities in the Ukraine? The, uh, the paragon of virtue and objectivity, none other than uh, James Holder. Do you think it's reasonable to investigate the uh, Vice President Joe Biden and his son's business ties to Ukraine? That's something that's being called for now. Is that something that was a concern, those ties during the Obama administration? I I think, you know, the question is, you know, Uh, is there a predicate? Is there a predicate? That's how you do investigations. Is there a predicate? Was there a predicate to investigate Trump? No basis to think that there was something that went wrong, some basis for us to um, order the investigative resources of the United States to be. He rode on the plane with, with Biden to China. He got a billion dollars from the Bank of China while his dad was negotiating for the United States. He got back on the plane from China. With his dad, I would call that a predicate. I would call the idea that once he was given the portfolio of Ukraine, 
Two months later, his son signs on the board of a company that's being investigated by Ukraine for corruption. And when he starts getting close to his son, Biden has him fired. I would call that a pretty good predicate. Just me. Uh, Got to start thinking happy thoughts. <laughs> oh, Jesse Waters is uh, is killing over there at Fox News. If you're not watching the five, he uh, he only gets a few minutes of airtime uh, every day, but uh, because old Greg Gutfeld is uh, you know busy reliving his adolescence. But in the time that he does have, Waters is just slaying them. To impeach, trying to impeach Trump for crimes that they themselves committed. These are nasty, ruthless, destructive, hypocritical people. And it's going to take a lot of energy to fight back their deceit and their lies. But you know what, Dana? I'm up to the challenge. <laughs> and I'm going to do this for the American people because they are being lied to. This is what the bottom line is. Donald Trump has taken a sledgehammer to the ruling class, and the ruling class is fighting back hard as hell, and they're never going to stop. He beat back Spygate, the Russia hoax. He exposed Hillary, all of her corruption, and now he's beginning to expose the Biden family corruption in Ukraine and in China, and they want to impeach him for exposing Biden's corruption. This is what's going on. The left says... They don't believe what Biden did, abusing his power, abusing taxpayer money, and his son enriching himself is a crime. They think it's a crime for Trump to say, hey, can you look into that? Because Donald Trump is the chief executive of the executive branch of this country, and he is in charge of executing the laws. So if some American citizen is committing potential crimes in the United States or overseas, he has the right to say, hey, guys, can you look into it? But the Democrats are saying, no, 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 no. Joe Biden and his family, they're above the law. Joe Biden can't be looked into by this current administration, and he can't be looked into by the Ukrainian administration. So Joe Biden basically gets a free pass. He can run around and commit all sorts of crimes because he's just above the law. And to say that this administration can't enlist an ally to look into potential corruption of a political opponent, hmm, isn't that exactly what the last administration did? The last administration enlisted multiple allies, including Ukraine, to look into Trump and all of his people on no basis, with no evidence. Yet this time, the evidence is right in front of us. We have Joe Biden on tape, and we have his son's receipts. So at this point, the Democrats are accusing Trump of crimes they committed, and this is in order to get out in front of the Durham investigation and the Bill Barr investigation. It's an admission they can't beat Trump at the ballot box. And this is Nancy Pelosi trying to ride this crazy impeachment train the best they can. But you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. They're going to go down in flames. People are going to get sick of this. It's going to be exposed. It takes a while to um, for the truth to push back against these lies, especially when you've got the entire um, Democrat media complex pushing the lie, but it will catch up to it. And Biden's corruption will be exposed. He's having a tough week. He's hiding. He's not answering questions. He's not having any, uh, any campaign events. They're trying to keep him away from the reporters, but he's fallen like a rock in the polls. At the same time, Elizabeth Warren is climbing, attracting big crowds. Poor old Joe can 
can't get together, uh, fill up a high school gymnasium. He's losing now in Iowa. He's up three points in New Hampshire. That'll probably change now that uh, Bernie's starting to uh, to falter. He's got a strong uh, lead in South Carolina. I don't really understand why. I guess uh, they've, they've got a, a large black electorate in the Democrat Party, and they, uh, they stick him with him because he was, he was Obama's vice president. But eventually, I think they'll get sick of his corruption as well. I never spoke to my son about the overseas business trip. You, have you seen this photograph that uh, Tucker Carlson revealed that shows Joe Biden golfing with his son and another board member of this Ukrainian gas company, Burisma? You think that they golfed 18 holes and didn't talk about any business? I don't think so. That's what you go out on the golf course to do. But, you know, I, I hope Bernie makes a recovery. But if he doesn't, a lot of that support's going to go on over to Elizabeth Warren. And then the Democrats are going to be put in the position of having a unrepentant um, Marxist that pretended to be an Indian her whole adult career facing off against Donald Trump. They're hoping that uh, they can dirty up Trump enough with this impeachment effort that uh, even Elizabeth Warren can beat him. But I don't think the American people are going to go for that. I think they like not paying half of their income and uh, income and taxes. I think they like being able to drive a car and buy a hamburger. (laughs) Well, that takes us to the end of this edition. I want to thank you for joining us. And invite you back here again tomorrow on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.